0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Jester's Court with me, Mike Evelyn, also known as Jester. Joining us as almost always is Mom Lulu.
1: Yep, I'm here. Sorry, I didn't realize. I missed my cue. You're
0: gonna be fired. Fired! Not arriving in Season 2. <laughs> Fuck
1: so you.
0: says that segue, how was your week, Mom Lulu?
1: I have a cold. So I kind of feel like shit, and it was it was okay, and just until the very end when I didn't start feeling well. Um, so you know it's all right. What about you? How I, was your? I week? spent
0: most of the week with the cold. It's almost gone. Weird how yeah. that. It, it's almost like I gave you to you or something. I don't know. Hmm. But I'm I'm starting to me feel better. I did get stuck in some of the longest traffic I think I've ever, at least in the last few years. It took me two hours. To get home from Mobile, which, for those of you who are not local to Pensacola, should be about a 40-minute drive. And the best part, I have no idea why. Like, there was no evidence of an accident or anything.
1: I just felt like it. It was some Karen, on, you know, parked on there, like, I don't know. See how many people I can hold up on the freeway.
0: I don't know, but there was, like, four or five squad cars that went by, a couple ambulances, a fire truck, and all... Pointed to an accident, just no visible accident.
1: Maybe they had it cleaned up by the time you got there.
0: I mean, that would be a level of efficiency that I don't usually give to our locals here, but, you know, maybe.
1: (laughs) Maybe they were on top of it today.
0: Uh, For those of you who are new to the show, we take properties, movies, um, video games, TV shows that we feel have been unfairly shat upon by critics or fanboys... More often than not fanboys, but um, and we try to redeem them a little bit. Does that sound about right to you, Momfulu? Mm-hmm. Before we do get started tonight, though, I do want to take a moment because we have patrons to shout out. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, I sure did.
0: You sure did. We have Mr. Kyle Keir, Firebrandt, Derek Diamond, and Momfulu sitting right next to me.
1: I am not. I'm in my room.
0: They don't need to know that.
1: Well, now they do. Jeez. I can't be bothered to spend any time with you.
0: <laughs> you too can be a patron and get access to exclusive content like monthly commentary tracks, interviews, and Saturday morning cartoons. Just go to patron.com slash the Court. Tiers start as low as $3 a month.
1: Yeah. Three bucks is less than a coffee at Starbucks. It's less than a gallon of gas. Wow, Thanks how sad coughing, is that? That's true right now. Coughing right in my ear, man. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, hey, I muted it for the recording.
1: Oh, well, you didn't mute it for me. Because
0: that would be two separate buttons. and
1: <laughs> I I have to press one button. Now you want me to press two things?
0: All while trying not to cough? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think I can do
1: that.
0: So do you know what we're talking about tonight? I do. I was asking you. Yeah, I do. Oh, we are talking about... That's right, we're talking about Urban Legend, and Momfulu, I, I didn't have you muted at first. Oh. And then when you started making noise, I went ahead and hit that little mute button, because <laughs> you are notorious for talking through our music.
1: Oh, yeah, sure am.
0: But, um, yeah, tonight we're discussing 1998's Urban Legends. Um, And for a little change of pace tonight, we're gonna, because, you know, we just started this podcast last November. And I, I try to evolve as it goes and tweak things and stuff. So we're going to change things up tonight. And I'm going to do a rundown of the movie, which is a new feature.
1: Copycat.
0: <laughs> not just you. Almost everyone who does review shows, which is why I was like, why am I not doing this?
1: Yep. We all do, but whatever.
0: Um, so here is Urban Legend in a nutshell. Um, We open with the man in the back seat. Because, you know, this movie's all about urban legends, right? I mean, that, that's pretty clear from the title. So we open with the there's a guy in the back seat.
1: Not a. There's a killer in the back seat. Well,
0: yes, but. A the genderless a guy.
1: killer in the back seat.
0: You know, the whole the, the whole trip where she goes to the gas station and the, the attendant tries to warn her that there's a dude chilling in the back seat.
1: And she runs him over.
0: Yeah, she's like, this guy's creepy. He's trying to get me. And then ends up with her head chopped off.
1: All because the guy had a stutter. Poor guy. Shame on you, you stupid jerk, for judging the poor guy with a stutter. Also, if we were to
0: pause in the rundown real quick, how does the killer not die right there? Because as soon as you decapitate the driver, what is that truck going to do?
1: It's going to drive off the road. It's going to crash. And you're in the backseat holding an axe. But if they did that, it'd be the shortest horror movie ever.
0: It really would. Um, Cut to Lex Luthor, uh, Michael Rosenbaum.
1: No, oh, no, don't call him Lex Luthor. It's Michael
0: he, Rosenbaum. He, I, he is Lex Luthor, and he shall always be Lex Luthor. Oh
1: my god! It's it's Michael Rosenbaum without a bald head.
0: <laughs> Cut to Michael Rosenbaum. Um, telling an urban legend about a hall at a college. My notes are really bad. I gotta, yeah, be, they I are. gotta do better at this. Um, he's telling the. Again, these are all tropes. So he's telling the. You know, ooh, that, that hall that's closed down, there was a murder there. And he's he's telling this story.
1: Yeah, there was a murder at the hall that I can't remember because I didn't know I was supposed to be taking notes because jesters are bad. <laughs> anyway, and the, the the way that the the um the actual massacre at this hall went is some some professor, they said it was professor, right? It went kind of bonkers and what he did is he, he had a knife and he went and he knocked on the door of the the kids sleeping in the, in the hall. Cause it's at a college. So it's a dormitory. Um, so they knocked on the dorm doors and anybody who answered, he murdered him. Right. And there was only one survivor of that. One guy didn't answer the door. Cause he was like, fuck you. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. And then that's the story, but they, you know what? It was so unsatisfying that story. Cause I wanted to know, I was like, I want to know what happened at the trial. Like, give me more details. Like, how did he murder him? What did he? What would he use for the murder weapon? It was very, very well. The point
0: at this juncture, though, is that it didn't really happen. It's fake. It's you know, they even in the conversation they're saying that didn't really happen because these are all you know urban legends. These are all right, not real. But, but you were not alone because our two main ladies, um, Natalie and. Brenda. Um, Brenda, thank you. I for, for, almost blanked on the kill. Uh, the woman's name.
1: How did you? Could you forget Brenda, played by Rebecca Gayheart?
0: <laughs> they are intrigued. Those two, and they go to the hall in question, which is closed down, to check it out. Where they proceed to play Bloody Mary.
1: What is so out. stupid? Because they're playing Bloody Mary, and they're yell. They're just yelling Bloody Mary at the building.
0: Clearly, they have not. You know. Really studied their horror or urban legends because you would have to do Bloody Mary in the bathroom or at least in to a, a mirror. In the
1: dark, in a at mirror. At least to a
0: mirror. At least to a mirror, not to a boarded-up door. Right. But, but wait, they're screaming. They hear screaming. It, it. Did it work? Nope. It's just um, Damon. Character Damon, played by Pacey. Who? His character in um, Dawson's Creek was Pacey.
1: Uh, we use real names, sir.
0: I do what I (laughs) want. So it was all a big gag. Natalie goes back to her huge dorm room. It's huge, massively huge,
1: like the biggest dorm room you ever freaking saw.
0: It's half the floor. Um, to find her roommate having sex.
1: Okay, okay. For just a second, we're gonna segue here. Not just any roommate, but the goth girl, because in the nineties, they had like goth girls had such a stigma for being sluts. So, of course, it's the goth girl getting railed in yeah, the dark. Yeah, and,
0: and they play that, that really well because throughout yeah. the movie, she's, like, trolling for random dudes on AOL-style chat rooms.
1: Right, with the cursor still blinking. So, you, <laughs> couldn't you guys have done that better and actually used an actual IM instead of just having her, like, type in a Word document? I um, mean, just <laughs> whatever.
0: But she comes back, in the roommate's having sex, and screams at her, turn off the light! Somehow I feel like that might come back to haunt her later, you think? Quite
1: possibly. Especially
0: talking about urban legends. Um, so it it tra- you've, it it transitions there into it. They're in class, and their teacher is the one old, one and only Robert England. England.
1: You said England. It's Eng- It's England. Thank I you. I almost said
0: England. Okay, be happy I corrected that. England,
1: right? And Robert England.
0: You know, just to tie a pretty bow well on the story, he is teaching urban legends.
1: Ooh, and his name is Rexler, by the way, Professor Rexler. William Rexler.
0: Who, by the way, part of one of my fun facts, but I'll go ahead and give it to you now, in the original script was bipolar.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, how would they have time to explain that?
0: It well, it fits in because you know he's kind of set up as the red herring.
1: Right, it's true. Because of course they would bring Robert England as the, the red herring. But
0: anyway. So, you know, we have class. Um our crew of the group because this, this group of friends keep getting back together they mm-hmm. find out about the dead girl from the beginning Natalie mm-hmm. who is our main character pretends not to know her but um you see through flashes that she they were actually friends in high school
1: right well no she doesn't do a flash she goes back and looks in her 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 yearbook so you don't right. see it through a flash anyway
0: but, however you want to describe that happening she, she they she's lying she knows her right Damon comes over, because she's all freaked out, and they go out.
1: Because they don't want to wait for <laughs> their Sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, this, this movie
0: does a lot of throwbacks, and as they it get does. into Damon's car, who again is played by Pacey from Dawson's Creek, the Dawson's Creek song starts playing, and he's like, oh, I hate that song. <laughs> they, they do a couple throwbacks to, to things there. Right. Um, so her and Damon go out to the woods and park. And this is where I'm going to pause for you youngsters. You see, kids, back in the day, we used to go out to out-of-way places in our cars to make out and stuff.
1: Sometimes.
0: And you called that parking.
1: Did you? Is that what you called it, you old fart?
0: Yeah, you're the same age as me. I'm not. Given the title of this film and that particular location, I don't think I have to tell you that Damon's chances of survival here are pretty bad. Um... And yes, after he attempts to hit on Natalie, who, I don't know what she thought they were doing out in the woods, but, you know, was shocked and turned him down.
1: She thought they were going to go talk, because that's what he said. And that's on informed consent, people.
0: Also, for you younger ladies in the audience, anytime a guy wants to talk or just watch movies, that's not what he wants to do.
1: Hey, in this day and age, it might be changing, but still, informed consent. Enthusiastic consent is important.
0: So Damon goes out to go to the bathroom before they leave, and insert urban legend about the dead boyfriend scraping on the roof as he gets attacked by our killer, and is promptly strung up. Oh
1: my god, Damon got strung up. Like I'm surprised they didn't do like a decapitated Damon. Well...
0: You know, what was cool about this scene is that they didn't just do, like, he's dangling from the tree. Like, they, they had him strung up and worked the rope around for when the car moved and actually hung him. So, he was still alive.
1: Yeah, but she hit the gas. And, like, yeah. she went it... all the way to the end of that rope. So, if you're thinking, if he's being strung up, like, why wouldn't he have either just, like, loop looped and, like, gone fucking dragon or, like, ended up decapitated? But, nonetheless, you know... Yeah. It was she, still pretty neat. The the kill scene was pretty cool.
0: It really was. Um she gets away after all this, wrecks the car.
1: Oh yes. Well, like no, drives into
0: a tree because she's not paying attention where she's going. She's just like, gas, go now. But she I mean... get makes it to the campus police. They get back there and there's nobody, no car, nothing. Nothing. So you know the, the, the campus police is like, honey, what have you been drinking? <laughs> no one in the frame group believes her. Damon supposedly was, was supposed to go out of town, so they're telling her that, you know, it was a prank. It was a prank. He was messing with you. Um, uh, I just, my notes are really bad. I got to do better about this next time. <laughs> um, he tricked you. It's an urban legend. And that's when the group starts putting together the common thread here of all these little events. Someone is recreating urban legends. Yeah. So, Go ahead.
1: No, I said, yep. That's why it gets the name Urban Legends in the movie.
0: <laughs> so, you know, jump to Creepy Library because no slasher college movie is complete without a Creepy Library.
1: Yeah, like, is somebody following me in the library scene?
0: And Natalie finds a book on Urban Legends with Sasha from the group. Sasha who's played by Tara Reid. See, I Ugh. do remember some people's names.
1: Oh my and boy. guess
0: who t- checked out the book last?
1: Oh, it was Damon.
0: Just furthering the, you know, oh, he's just messing with you. It's not real.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the ranch.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, back in her roommate' room, her room, in her room, as we mentioned, the slutty goth girl is busy hooking up with someone she just met in the chat room.
1: Well, she's not busy hooking up with somebody. She's trying to find a Getting goth guy to hook up.
0: Getting to get hook hooked
1: up. up with. And by the way, her name is Tosh, and she's depressed, and she's trying to get some strange. Help deal with her depression.
0: She's also chain smoking. And, you know, I was looking up the fun facts. The actress actually was a smoker and Uh thought it was so cool that, you know, yeah, I can smoke on screen. And then had to spend weeks, day and night, with a cigarette in her mouth to the point where she ended up quitting.
1: (laughs) That's kind of funny. Anyway, so she's in a chat room. She's trolling for guys trying to find her next hookup.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we like the guy she finds.
1: Right, because he says she says what where what room are we meeting in? And then she gets up to go get ready, um, and, and she comes, comes back, back, and the and answer was yours. yours.
0: So we actually get to have going two urban legends with this one: the I'm in the I'm upstairs, and the one that you know is coming because we we preface it before.
1: Right? Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light?
0: So yes bad things ensue. Natalie comes home to find the roommate struggling in the dark, but remembering the earlier scene we mentioned does not turn on the light and just puts on her headphones and goes to sleep. Yep. Of course, waking up to the roommate dead in her bed with, as Momfulu mentioned, a note in blood on the wall. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Yep. Uh, So, police and everything get there. Well, campus police and campus officials who, I love this part. This is so perfect for movie logic. The campus officials are are sitting there trying to say it was a suicide.
1: Because <laughs> she cut her wrist and didn't drip blood all over the ground to write, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light on the wall, and then went back and laid down peacefully in her bed with her bottle of lithium next to her that, you know, signals that she was on depression medication.
0: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but it's movie logic. You know, it's it's because...
1: It's because.
0: Uh, Brenda from the group is there, as well as Josh. Josh being the reporter friend from our little group. He okay, has figured out. Paul. That... Huh?
1: His name is Paul. His name is Josh. I don't think so. His name is Paul.
0: I think. I don't know. I'm doing this badly. <laughs> he has Jared figured out. Uh, yes, he is definitely played by Jared Leto. We can agree on that. He has figured out that Natalie knew the first girl, the one from the beginning of the movie, and is, of course, grilling her. Right. Um, Natalie tries to pitch her, you know, her idea that there's a serial killer going around, and they go to see the urban legend professor. And, again, movie logic, they break into his office because that's the thing that we all do. Let's go ask this guy about this thing and knock on the door. Oh, he's not there. Cool. Let's just break in. Yep. Um, in his office though, we do find a creepy room complete with an axe and the park of the killer wears. So, you know, it doesn't look good, admittedly. <laughs> and then they hear someone coming, so they hide. Badly. Yep. They are discovered, and we flash them sitting with the dean accusing them of you know why are you breaking into things?
1: Shame on you. Also, shame on you, Natalie, for having a criminal record.
0: Yeah, Natalie's got a criminal record. but it doesn't And then really tell she you...
1: says, oh, but I got accepted to this college before. I got in charge with the criminal record. And, of course, she wouldn't have a criminal record because it was a juvenile thing. But anyway, anyway, anyway.
0: At this point, they don't tell us what the record is. I wonder if that's going to come back later.
1: Gee, I wonder.
0: The dean kicks Josh slash Paul. Because <laughs> off the paper, and he threatens that kick Natalie out of school. Yep. Um, we cut then to Brenda from the group alone in a swimming pool. Natalie sees her from upstairs, and she sees, but then she sees outside the window the parka. The parka is what the killer is wearing this whole time. She screams to try to get Brenda's attention, breaks a window, but then randomly, it's just some girl in a swimsuit underneath right. a parka, wearing a ridiculous Underneath the parka.
1: parka. Like, why are you wearing a ridiculous parka? It's not even cold outside. We're,
0: we're going to circle back to that, because it's one of my fun facts, but it's one that I don't want to give away yet. Cool. But that one's kind of funny. But, now it's story time, guys. Natalie and the dead girl did the, like, so we're telling the story to Brenda, who she's finally, it's, it's come clean time. It's story time, like I said. And her criminal past and her connection to the girl from the beginning is they did another urban legend. They were in their car doing the high beam thing where they turn off their lights and every time a car flashes them, they you know, they chase after him and stuff.
1: Yeah, they spin around and chase after him and then like flash their high beams in there to distract the driver and freak him out.
0: Yep, and which is what they did, scaring some dude into wrecking his car, who then died. Yep. So now we see now not, you start to see as an audience that, what's though. happening here.
1: Right, because the the, the guy that, that died was an actual teenager. He was very young.
0: So, you know, again, as these things happen, now we're going to a party because no slasher film is complete without a party. Right. Um, We do get our next death, the Dean. And probably one of the most brutal... <laughs> This is always a horrible scene to watch.
1: Oh, it was such a cool. This was it's a, a, cool a great scene. death. Don't get
0: me wrong, but it's always cringy when you the dean gets his Achilles' heels cut from under his car.
1: Oh, I hate that. I know that makes me cringe every single time. Every
0: time you see that in any film, it's just You're oh just
1: like, yes. So,
0: <laughs> and then the poor guy—if that's not bad enough—as he's crawling away, gets run over by his own car.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't just get run over by his own car. He gets run over. Like he gets run over by his own car, but he also gets impaled on the parking spikes. You know those spikes that are in the ground that keep yeah, yes, people yes, from yes. going the wrong way. So he gets impaled on the parking spikes. It is just—it's one of the most creative things, right? So Achilles' heel slash, and then the car rolls over him, and then he gets impaled on the parking spikes. And I'm which like, is man, all
0: just cherries on top because he's gonna bleed out enough from his Achilles' heels.
1: Right, He's going right. to die anyway. He's going to die anyway.
0: Unless there's a doctor in the parking lot to fix it right away.
1: <laughs> God, it's... Every time something happens, though, with that particular part, you're just like... Ugh. It gives me the heebie-jeebies.
0: All right, so we're going to quick-fire the rest of this, because there's a lot... Once you get to this party, there's a lot of back and forth. You get a lot of, you know, this is the ending. No, it's not the ending. So, let's cut to the chase here. We're at the party. Some more people die. But...
1: And a, and a dog. And a dog. Oh, Michael is drinking Rosenbaum a beer and bong. the poor
0: dog that they're feeding booze to.
1: They beer bonged a dog.
0: And then microwaved him.
1: And then microwaved him.
0: The dog dies in the microwave. But it turns out that our friend Brenda is the killer. And as it happened, she was the girlfriend of the boy Natalie ran right off the road in high school, which just goes to show you guys don't run boys off the high off the road when you're in high school.
1: But also should show you that white women do not handle their trauma well and are freaking crazy.
0: That is true. Because this is like one of the stories we had for your podcast where the revenge does not make sense because we're killing all kinds of people who had nothing to do with
1: it. Exactly. Just losing our goddamn minds because we're white and, you know, scorned. Oh, but my favorite part of this, of her coming out and being like, "Um, you killed my boyfriend, I'm crazy is the you know she's going on about how that guy was the love of her life and um you know she's real pissed she's big mad because he's dead and it was natalie wasn't even the one fucking driving and she had taken care of that lady at the beginning but you know natalie was in the car so of course by default she's she's guilty but my favorite part is whenever she says um not to worry then you know paul will will breathe in my arms so you're talking about the man that you love and that you're doing all this for but then also about you know getting the new the boy right yeah. and you're just sitting here going like, who you're kind of
0: pissed is into natalie
1: exactly and you're just sitting here going like what that doesn't make any sense but anyway so yeah she
0: takes natalie hostage but don't worry and i actually wrote this wrong because i wrote natalie shoots brenda but natalie's not the one who shoots brenda
1: no our intrepid uh, campus security right who's played by um
0: I know the actress. I love her.
1: What is her name? I've got it here. Uh, Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. She plays Officer Wilson.
0: So Brenda is shot all is well. Or is it? Nope. Brenda (laughs) is not dead. And plays the backseat game for one last twist. Ending in her being flung out of the car. They wreck on a bridge. She gets flung out of the car into the river. Now... Now all is well. Except that...
1: It's not! (laughs) It's
0: not. Because we flash to the story being told by a new group of students as a legend that happened at their college. And who is there? It's Brenda. Still alive and apparently five, ten years later still playing a college student, which, you know, sure, probably not. And cut to credits. So, that's Urban Legends. Uh, like I said it was released in 1998. It's got a rating on of, of Rotten Tomatoes of 23%. But um this is one of the few times usually we're fighting against, you know, fanboys and internet trolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, this got good audience reviews. It's the critics who like to take a shit all over it.
1: Yep, cuz you but, know they have nothing better to do.
0: I mean, it's a financial success. It brought in 72 million off a 14 million dollar budget. So, you know, even with marketing, it made money. But so, critics like to claim it's a poor copy of Scream. It's just...
1: What are you talking about? It's not a poor copy of Scream.
0: At its basis level, sure, it's a copy of Scream. It, no. it is, but let, let, let me let, let me let you go into that. And what are your thoughts?
1: Okay, so as a horror movie connoisseur, there is no this, this movie is not even remotely similar to Scream, okay? Um, Scream is a slasher movie, and that's the only thing this shares in common with that. You know, screams all about some dude in a ghost face mask. It actually turns out to be two dudes, you know, murdering people because they're getting a revenge on, you know, your something. I don't even remember why, but it was was something about Sydney's mom. But anyway, um, it doesn't match what this is. This is, you know, it is a revenge slasher movie. It shares that, but this one was unique because it brought all these like interesting twists to the murders. Um, it, It had good gore. The transitions made sense. Um, the only thing that didn't make sense is why she went on a murder spree with random people. you know. But nonetheless, for the 90s slasher movie, uh, it was actually pretty on par. I mean, I remember seeing this in, in theaters with a group of friends in the 90s. And I enjoyed it. I enjoy it now. You know, it was a good movie.
0: Yeah, it, it holds up because we both just watched it this week. It's still a good movie. Still a good I, movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, the music is great.
1: Yes, by the way... Is.
0: You don't always get good movie, good music in slasher films in the eighties. No, and
1: 90s. no, but in in that was like in nineteen ninety eight was like prime time for music like the Spin Doctors. <laughs> uh, well, no, um, well, that too. But I just mean the cherry score. pop and daddy. The score
0: is what yeah. I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're Not right. the
0: popular music that's throughout the movie. But I'm talking about the actual score. And you didn't used to have. if You're right. In the timing though, the late nineties is when you started to get people actually caring about the musical score in these kind of movies. Right. Um, to me, the Death Screens are great, and of course, that's a necessity in the genre, and this one definitely delivers. Even though they're redoing um, tropes and urban legends, they they all have a little twist.
1: Uh, did you um, know that this movie had two sequels?
0: I did not know until I was researching for this movie, and now I must go see these sequels. <laughs> because before I looked into this film, I did not know that.
1: Yep, two sequels.
0: I've got. To, we have got to find them and watch them.
1: This movie was on par for me with Final Destination, which was one of my favorite 90s horror movies. I was
0: going to say another great, sl- not really slasher, but...
1: It wasn't a... Sl- Final Destination was totally different. For a horror movie, it, it had something completely different, but...
0: But it had a slasher feel, even though it wasn't a slasher movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, with the gore and the death scenes being the focus.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying in that aspect, yeah. But this this was right up there with that, because, I mean, it was good. It was, This was a good... This was a it was a good movie to go and watch it with your friends it, whenever you were crushing on a girl or a boy you know like snuggled up to him like oh no the killer is going to get me but <laughs> why anyway. do critics
0: hate popcorn movies why does every movie have to be you know amadeus and go to the oscars
1: i don't know but i feel like i don't know i feel like they i feel like movie critics should not be allowed to, I don't know. I feel like we should. Movie critics should be a thing of the past. They really should. So many movies that we actually have loved have been got, like gotten a bad rap because a critic, wa- a critic watched it and said, "Well, that was shitty." It wasn't shitty. Thank you, you know Ebert or whatever the frick. One of know. them is dead, Siskel and Ebert, yeah, but Siskel one of them is not alive anymore. It's like, I get it. Maybe you're you, you don't want to slum it with us horror movie buffs, but
0: well, and my thing is this: okay, yes, the movie is cheesy, and I get what they're saying. It has a similar theme to *Scream*. It does. They're not the same movie; it's not a copy, but thematically, they have a similar feel, a similar theme to *Scream*. And that was but the how topic. many
1: slasher movies have a thematic
0: exactly. And this is what I'm getting into: is why does that have to be a bad thing? Right. Uh, it happens all the time with horror slasher movies. You know why? You do you know why we have Friday the Thirteenth? Why? Because Halloween was a success and someone sat in a room and said, Make me one like those. That and is you know, that is literally how Friday the thirteenth happened.
1: Most of our slasher movies that we see are a man in a mask, and this one was not a man in a mask.
0: No, so it was, it a was woman unique. In a parka.
1: It was a woman in a parka, but it was unique in that aspect that it wasn't a masked killer.
0: Yeah, so some studio exec saw saw screen, said, look how well that did. Make me one of those. Yeah. But who cares? It was a good movie. Who cares? For us, for this show, for you at home, the the question should always just be, was it fun to watch?
1: Did you enjoy watching it? And you know what? I enjoyed watching it, even though it's not 1998 and I'm not a teenager. I got a good laugh out of, you know, like her picking up the, the phone and not able to use it because of dial-up, you know? So... It, 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 some it's, of those
0: gags don't really hold up if you're a millennial. You know, we we right. might have to explain to the youngsters.
1: <laughs> um, that makes sense and everything, but it, you know, it's it's still if you're our age, go back and watch it and relive your glory days. Come on.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good movie. I'm sorry.
1: I, movie. I love,
0: as you've probably figured out, I love Michael Rosenbaum
1: and Joshua and he, Jackson.
0: Joshua Jackson, this is in his heyday, and I liked him. I'm not ashamed to say I saw. I didn't see every episode. Dawson's Creep because I am a an adult male but i saw enough of them to know that i liked him in that and he was doing all kinds of stuff back at this point too
1: my favorite is that this one it broke the fourth wall a couple of times by you know calling out certain things like rebecca gayhart was the noxema model in yeah, the and that was in
0: the end that it one was on actually it was, end. There the was end. a joke yeah
1: um they called out the Dawson's Creek thing, like breaking the fourth wall. There were these little, little tiny breaks in the fourth wall that were just made, that this right. really sweetened the pot.
0: Like, you made fun of me for calling Rosenbaum's character Lex, but you know good and well if Smallville had happened before this movie, right? someone in this film would have called him Lex. It's
1: probably true.
0: They would have thrown it out there. So, final thoughts, I think we, we probably summed it up pretty well, but what do you think, Momthulu?
1: Go watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> Give it a better rating. It's a, watch good, it's it a good. Watch
0: it and well, watch it. Well, to be fair, like I said, the, the critical review is what's bad. So what you really need to do is find a critic, kick him in the nuts, and say, watch it again. Yes. Um. Here at the Justice Court, we do not condone violence.
1: <laughs> no, but on the Innsmouth Rag, we do disclaim it.
0: <laughs> um. So before we do close up the Montalou, as we mentioned throughout, I have found some fun facts.
1: Oh, you broke your... I did. There you go. leaning against it. That was funny. That was funny. Um, <laughs> Clip really. that. Not really. Okay. Anyway. You know what?
0: We're just going to roll with it because we're almost done.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um, For those of you listening to the podcast and not watching on YouTube or live right now, I have just knocked over my green screen.
1: Yeah. By leaning back, it was hilarious. Because all of a sudden, you just saw like his little background just suddenly just... So, <laughs> there's so many
0: points during this episode I feel myself in my head saying we are professionals <laughs> Um. anyway um, I looked up some fun facts about this movie which I like
1: yeah tell starting me starting with
0: the one that we alluded to before so the parka yeah the reason the parka is there is that this film was originally set in the winter which is why the girl wearing the swimsuit had the park on over and which is why the killer was wearing a parka, but they did not want to rewrite that when the filming actually happened in the summer. Huh. So you so mean they... this
1: poor poor girl that was acting as the killer and was wearing this big ass like Alaskan parka in the middle of the summer? Yep. Oh man, the things you do for entertainment. What's the next one, fact?
0: I, I'm I'm getting it because it's going okay. So the SUV driven at the beginning was no, that's not a good one. It was supposed to be a Land Rover, but the Land Rover was. By American, the Land Rover was too small to swing an accent.
1: <laughs> so it was a Trailblazer instead. <laughs> uh,
0: there was a good one about I can't remember the actor's name. Could you oh, imagine? Okay, so the co-star, the, the film co-stars two Hollywood's most iconic horror movie slashers, Brad Doriff, who portrays Chucky in child in the Child's Play games. Uh huh. Do you know who he was? Who the stuttering gas station attendant at the beginning. Yeah. That's the voice of Chucky from the Chucky movies.
1: I knew it because I recognized his face, but I just wanted you to say it for the camera.
0: And then we all know Robert Unglund, of course, from Nightmare Mary on Street. Right. Um, this, is, this actually goes right along with what we were talking about wrapping up the film. The film was inspired by the huge success of Scream, 1996. While the film was self-aware satire of horror film tropes, this one is self-aware satire of urban legends. Right. And as we pointed out already, this is why the critics... That opportunity to take a big dump on him. Yep. Um, this is interesting, not really funny, but Joshua Jackson, if you didn't like him already, used his salary from this movie to buy his mother a house.
1: Aw, That's so nice.
0: Isn't it? Um, th- There are all kinds of things connecting other movies. Like the last name of Natasha Gregson's Wagner's character is uh-huh. Mancini. Right. Don Mancini is the name of Child's Play Film Series Creator. Yep. And one more. There's another good one here.
1: Um, John Neville plays Dean Adams. And if you don't know who John Neville is, come on. You know who John Neville is.
0: Um, Oh, this one's just not, not really funny either. But Jennifer Love Hewitt was actually offered the role of Natalie. And she turned it down because she did not want to be typecast as Scream Queen. <laughs>
1: because she was already in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yep. And um, she was in a couple of others, so she didn't want to play back into it. Um, Yep.
0: There's one more I want to find, and then we're going to wrap up. Oh, this is not the one I was looking for, but I can't believe this. Tosh, our goth roommate, Uh was actually conceived as a much bitchier character in an earlier draft.
1: She was pretty bitchy to begin with. I was going to so. say,
0: how can you get bitchier than what was already there?
1: Um. So, John Neville, let's talk about him for just a second. Okay. John Neville is a British actor, and he is played in so many things. But my very favorite movie that he's ever played in, and I hope to God you do it on the Justice Court because it's a great movie, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen.
0: It's on my list
1: kidding i love the adventures of baron (laughs) munchausen i don't know
0: it's on my list to check out because i don't know if it got bad reviews or gets a bad rap
1: let's look at it hold on let me just rotten tomatoes it right now
0: but it is on it is on my list of things that i I, I have possible projects
1: the adventures of baron munchausen in 1989 let's see what's the rating 92 percent that's yeah. the highest rating I've ever seen on Rotten Tomatoes. Sadly,
0: this will that will not be a a. Uh, one we can do we're for still part. gonna
1: watch it anyway. <laughs> Such a good movie. If you've never seen The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, go watch it. It's, it's it's great. It's got Uma Thurman as a as a child in it.
0: Um, this is funny. I didn't, I had forgotten this, but Joshua Jackson and Rebecca Gayhart both appeared in Scream 2 After Did this they? movie, since they were teasing it about being much like Scream.
1: Oh, you're right, they did.
0: Yeah, I've completely forgotten that. Um well I can't find the one I was looking for, so I think sorry. Yep, we've gone French. So I I, I can't find the one <laughs> I was looking for. But that was fun. I like I think I'm gonna do the fun facts for future episodes and not do it as a last minute thing I think of before right. we go on. It'll actually be planned next time, so they'll be written down.
1: Anyway, that was Urban Legends. Go watch the sequels. They probably sucked.
0: They probably do. Sadly, horror sequels, much like comedy sequels, tend to not be great. Not great. There are some exceptions. I think Nightmare on Elm Street. All of of them.
1: Listen, all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets are good until you got Freddy's dead.
0: So, they held up. um, Friday the 13th held up until, to me, until we went to space. And then it was like, okay.
1: No! Come on, Jason 10! That is Freddy a hilarious in Space! Come movie. on!
0: Guys, no. he just wanted his machete. I think we're okay.
1: you that's not you just said Freddie. His name's Did Jason. Freddie. Yeah.
0: But we were just talking about him. but Shame anyway. Shame on you. No, uh, do you it's want to get credit hilarious. for the line from Jason in Space?
1: Yeah, it's okay, guys. He just wanted his machete back. I went and saw that movie in theaters. Love it. Yeah. I love that movie.
0: Alright, Fulu, where can the fine folks find you?
1: You find me here on the Gesture Sport sometimes, not all the time, and definitely not next week when they talk about Star Trek next I am not. Star a... Trek. Oh, who is that? That's it? the
0: last episode.
1: Oh, is tomorrow is next week? Um, our interview with Jay.
0: That's happening. That's a patron exclusive that's coming up for next month.
1: Okay, so well that's I not don't know what you're doing next week, but um, whenever he does a Star Trek one, you're... you can't find me there. I'm not a trekker. That'll um... segue
0: into what I was going to close the show with, which is. We are coming up on the end of our first season. We just have two episodes left. Next week we're gonna be talking about Frighteners with Michael J. Fox.
1: Oh, I love that movie. Wait, why are you doing all the horror movies? <laughs> uh, it's a horror comedy, so Yeah, I
0: I don't consider I mean this is a slasher film, yes, but I don't consider the Frighteners
1: <laughs> in any way horror. Movie. Um, it's a it's a comedy that you know has like a, a horror background. Michael J. Fox is amazing. Um, anyway, you can also find me on my very own podcast, The Innsmouth Rag, that you can get on wherever you get your podcasts, where I talk about shitty horror movies with Mike, just like we talk about other stuff. But anyway, if you want to encourage two fat people to sit around listen and watch crappy horror movies, come listen to us at The Innsmouth Rag.
0: So, guys, that is our show. Um, I'm laughing at myself because... Again, I am a professional. I He's am a
1: professional. A
0: professional. <laughs> um, check us next week. As I said, we'll be watching The Frighteners, or listen, talking about The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Okay. And then we are closing out the season with Star Trek Discovery, which is the one Monthulu will not be around for.
1: Nope, bye.
0: But we'll have special guest hosts, Rob Mann and um, Hand from Hand Above, from both above. from our charity group. And they're both fabulous folks, and we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery. Yep. In the meantime, have a great one, folks, and we will see you next time.
1: Go watch The Adventures of Baron von Munchausen.
0: Yes, you should, even though we won't be able to talk about it on this show.